They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that's never found a dead body in a hollow tree trunk. But we Speak have... Speak for yourself. This is Hysteria 51. I see dead people. <laughs> Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. My name is John Goforth, and alongside to dig up this cold case is Mr. Brent Hand. Oh, John, we got a, we got a crazy one tonight. Dead lady in a tree, a missing hand, possible witchcraft. So your average Tuesday in the lower fourth. I, I, I knew he was going to jump on that. You make it too easy. Easy? More like cheesy. Oh, yeah, cheese muffins. <laughs> I, I, I know he still said cheese muffins there, but do you notice a slight bit of wit in the front? Do you notice that? It, I, I don't know if wit would be the word I'd use, but it was a surprisingly <laughs> cogent play on words. Not, not all that funny, mm-hmm. but cogent. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone's a critic, but yeah, I, I spent the weekend upgrading his CPU. Well. Upgrading a lot since we just got him back from the whole, you know, through the roof disaster. But I, <laughs> I installed a humor chip, I like to call it, that I prototyped. Can I tell you guys, I just flew in from the coast, and boy, are my feelings tired. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we need, we need to have some work uh, done on it, but but it's a good step, and if I can perfect it, I'm going to put one in CBOT and see how that goes. Hold on there, water bag. I don't need any upgrades, especially not to my insanely well-timed sense of humor. My CBOT is never happy with the housework. What do I do? I buy him an electric iron. Electric dishwasher. Electric dishwasher. He says too many gadgets around the house and he has no place to sit down. What did I do? Bought him an electric chair. Now you take my C-Bot, please. <laughs> Welp, I, 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 guess, I guess we figured out how to get rid of C-Bot at least. If he's annoying us, we can just have Kyle tell some really bad jokes. Uh, no kidding. Though I might, I, I might jump out the window myself. <laughs> they are not that good. You didn't get rid of me. I was just grabbing my crowbar for reasons. <laughs> on that note, perhaps we should separate the robots and uh, and get on with uh, tonight's topic. A good idea, John. And, and to start, I want to interject. I do need to ask you about a question. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad he did come back. Going along with the topic this week, Seabot, did you do this? My bodies aren't found. That that tracks. Now I feel better about the topic moving <laughs> forward, just because of the whole. You know. Anyway. Also, can we can we just can we just note that that we uh, Kyle uh, with your humor chip is is channeling Henny Youngman. I mean, <laughs> that is that is a far far. Henny Youngman is not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've booked him on the marvelous Miss Maisel tour next week. So yeah. <laughs> Good news. I can't believe I'm using good news with this. It's Black Magic Week on H51. Black Magic. Oh, Black Magic. Uh, well, let me, okay, let me clarify. At least it's Black Magic Blamed Week <laughs> on H51. Because uh, this week, four teenagers found a woman's skeleton in a tree in wartime merry old England. Yes, yes. This happened almost 80 years ago, but her story still haunts us i guess you could say to this day and it's it's a prime example i think now we see this a lot more 
than you know maybe they used to, but it's a prime example of how uh, the public have a morbid fascination with murder. Look at uh, True Crime podcast being like one oh, of the man. number one. I mean, it's it, it's like the most popular uh, genre of podcast. And I don't mean this in a sexist way. Women tend to be the the uh, eater uppers of murder porn. They're the number one. You started out really strong and not being sexist. It was it it it, it went well for you for a moment. Well, that <laughs> murder porn comes from South Park. That was they did a whole uh, episode. No, I'm. I know I'm kidding. I, but you're no, you're right. Actually, if you look at the demographics of the folks that listen to true crime, or yeah. the, similarly, the, the folks that watch uh dateline NBC or uh, what's the, what's the discovery channel. That's like all, all true crime. I'm forgetting the name of it. Anyway, well, there's investigation the point, discovery. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the point is all, if you look at the demographics of the, of who consumes all of that content, it is, it is by far and away f- uh, heavily female, very different than ours. Ours tend to be males named Chad between 27 and 28 years old. So it's very specific. Yeah, it's it's a hard, hard avenue to crack, but we got in there. Chad, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, it's also, speaking of examples, this is an example of a case that's kind of taken on its own life. You're going to find out there's graffiti and plays and books and stories and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, we're still talking about it this day. Speaking of, I, I do want a little side note. Speaking of still talking about older cases, Summerton Man's been back in the news. They dug him up. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be doing an update on that case soon i i hope we find out more information but it's it's definitely in my top 10 of of episodes we've done it's uh, definitely in my top 10 yeah. of possible spy dead bodies found in uh down under so yeah <laughs> it's a little bit more specific Straw, I, yeah. I feel where you're going <laughs> um and yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to he- hearing the results when they come of the Summerton man, but we, but we are not talking about Australian men. No, we are talking about potentially British or potentially German women that are dead, found in trees in wartime London. Yeah. Who put Bella in the witch helm, John? Just tell us. Do you know? Do you know? No. Well, you don't know. <laughs> um, no. M- moving on. <laughs> I, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Right. So our story begins on a beautiful April Sunday in the year of our Lord, 1943. How do you know it was beautiful? Could have been gray and shitty. Kind of like his attitude. Exactly. We need an attitude <laughs> chip or some shit for him. Anyway, on said day, four teenage shits from nearby Stourbridge. Uh, there's no Shire at the end of that, so I, I still think it's British, though. Uh, went birds nesting in Hagley Wood. And what that means is stealing eggs from nests. I had to, I'd never heard that term. I had to look it up. I thought bird nesting was when humans hide chicken eggs in their pubes. The fuck is wrong with you? Cheese and egg muffins. I don't even. Back to the uh, teens. Ooh, that that chip isn't. <laughs> so I think you 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 might have you might have uh, flipped around a few transistors. In there. <laughs> so we got Robert Hart, Thomas Tommy Willits, Bob Farmer, and Fred Payne. They made their way to the this old hollow witch hazel, also known as a witch helm. Uh, just a big tree. Think of it like it looks like a tree and a bush had a baby together. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yep, yep. They're they're crazy big and gnarly. And, you know, they start to climb looking for eggs. And one of them, Bob Farmer, starts to freak <laughs> the fuck like, out. They kind of look like they belong in a Salvador Dali uh, painting. Well, most that's because they do tend to to grow clocks on their branches that then droop. So <laughs> and elephants with really skinny, 40 foot tall legs usually are milling around in the background. So, yes, <laughs> it all comes together because mm-hmm. witches weren't there like in Harry Potter, weren't there uh, trees that had clocks on them? 
I don't know. Am I making that up? Uh, there was I a uh, isn't there a house with a clock on its walls or some shit like that? But that's not Harry maybe Potter. That's, I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe it's another series I read. I anyway. Um, um, <laughs> the, the trees. The got point a clock is in. that they were they were out looking for eggs. Yeah. So they climb said tree, and Bobby, oh Bobby Farmer, freaks the fuck out. He sees a fucking skull down in the hollow of the tree. What a pussy. Right, because, you know, you're doing a lot of tree climbing, let alone, well, he, he is around a lot of dead bodies. Anyway, at first, <laughs> first he thought it was an animal skull, but then old boy notices human hair and teeth, and the old gears start turning, and he thought, hey, maybe, just maybe, that's not an animal, you know, because of the human face <laughs> features and hair and teeth, you know, because, you know, you know, being you a know, human. Lots of rabbits have human yeah. teeth. What are you talking about? So, boom, human skull. Let's continue to paint the picture. You know, you were talking about the bush and the tree had a baby. The tree part, what we're saying is it, the inside of the tree was like hollow. Yeah, you could look down in it. Like, um, it was dead. Uh, right. And you could it look down rotted. in it. Right. There was like a, a cavern, a space. Hollow. Uh, cavern's probably the wrong word. A but hollow a space of the tree. The, the body in a hollow. Right. Uh, and the reason I'm, I'm spending a second on this is when I when I first uh, started doing the research for this, this episode, I, I was... A few of the different sources I was reading, I was like, having a really hard time understanding what they meant by, um, you know, like, I thought there was like this dead body just hanging from a branch or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you understand why they wouldn't have even seen it, you know, until they were climbing up at the tree. Once you kind of figure out, you know, yeah, think home. about, and, I mean, think about the luck or I, I don't know if you want to say luck, but the, the, the chances that, that somebody would stumble along and pick that exact tree to climb up into. Right, right to see it. It was a uh, a pretty good crime scene. <laughs> yes, so uh, to well, speak. yes, absolutely. If it was a crime, and we, well, right. So the kid says he's quoted later as saying this was a farmer. He said there was a small patch of rotting flesh on the forehead and a lank of hair attached to it, and the two front teeth were crooked. So yeah, shit a body. And the problem is, or what happens is, these teens. They were doing this shit illegally. They were not on land they were supposed to be on. They were trespassing, mm -hmm. right? So they did the smart thing. And a farmer, you know, he had looked at it. He puts the head back and all four boys cheese at home without mentioning the discovery to anyone. The end. Just kidding, because we all know kids suck at keeping secrets. I love how uh, the way kids' minds work. And I, hey, to be clear, I probably would have thought the same way. But it's like, okay, so what, what was the extreme nature of what you were doing? We were trespassing on someone's property and stealing bird eggs that weren't even that, that were just out in nature. That it wasn't like you're stealing chicken eggs in a coop. And then they discover a dead body, and their reasoning they they run through it in their head, and they're like, "Well, considering we were doing this horrible thing that we'll probably get grounded for the rest of our life for, we'll just go ahead and not mention <laughs> the dead body." It's wartime England, John. There's just bodies strewn about. That's just the way it was. <laughs> oh, you're saying, but you're saying you with the opposite out, they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, there's a body, but whatever. There's so many of them. <laughs> well, like I said, the kids suck keeping fucking secrets. So Tommy Willits, uh, he felt uneasy as he was quoted as saying about what he'd found. So he decides to tell his dad, who then in turn tells the cops. And they tell two friends, and they tell their friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. You know how these things go. Exactly. <laughs> and... Here we are today. We got a murder investigation on our hands, though. John, tell us about uh, the investigation. I don't know if you noticed I threw an O in investigation just to make it a little more oomph in it. 
Oh, uh, I mean, I, I was taken aback. <laughs> but so they go out to the tree and they find more or less an entire skeleton. Uh, they determine it's a young woman that's inside the hollow of the tree, like the boy said. And she's uh, the body or the bones, I suppose, are sent for forensic examination by Professor James Webster. Which this is the 1940s. So they went, yeah, that's a body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed a trend on this show. Whenever somebody's analyzing something and it was done before roughly the year 1983, (laughs) your go-to is that they tasted it. (laughs) Well, this is pre the color black and white flip. It's a pre a lot of things. So I just, I assume (laughs) it was a different time, John. It was a different time. It was a different time. So uh, through their analysis, they determined a few things. That she was female, uh, that she was between the ages of 35 and 40, five foot tall. She had, in fact, given birth to one child and that she had been dead for at least 18 months. So it puts the time of death uh, around October-ish of 1941. Right. Now, it could have been a little older, but it had been at least that long. They said, yeah. At at least, Mm -hmm. right. The skull had some tufts of hair and, and a clear dental pattern, despite those missing teeth, which they hoped uh, would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and this is this was really interesting. The measurement of the trunk that she had been discovered in the, the hollow showed that she had to have been placed there while still warm, while the body was still warm, mm-hmm. because they say that once rigor mortis had set in, the body would not have fit into the hollow. Yeah, it would have been too hard to manage and you can't move it around. Ugh, isn't that the truth? Stop. But yeah, like you, you get hard, you get, she was put in there. That's kind of like what they did with the whole, um, uh, oh, who was the guy, uh, Adnan Syed, you know, in the body with the, uh, the girl, you know, they're like, she had to been put in there while she, before rigor mortis had set in. Cause it started to set in and it leaves like bruising. If, you know, if there wasn't going to be bruising on, on Bella, because you know, there was no skin left or anything like that. But yeah, it's. It's a true statement. It's interesting how that works out. Yeah. How it, and, and I mean, the, the amount of stuff that they're able to determine mm-hmm. uh, that long after death, just based on the uh, on the measurements right. is, is, is astounding. And her mouth was stuffed with taffeta. And it's it's a fabric uh, that's made of silk and some some other fabrics as well. Some like polyester or some sort of other fabrics. But basically, it looks like a, a silk, silk handkerchief or something like that. So that led them to think, well, possibly she was suffocated they, they i mean obviously they don't know for sure but uh it, it's another clue uh she had a gold wedding ring on uh she also had crepe shoes on yet another thing i had to look up that's the soles are made of crepe the the soul right and if you don't know what that it, it's like this uh if you ever seen shoes that are kind of dressy maybe almost that look like boat shoes and they have the soles are like um the the this like light brown bumpy material mm-hmm. that's crepe uh, and I had I had no almost idea. looks there like cork are. kind of uh, it's because I know I don't get my shoes in the UK uh, or in <laughs> wartime UK. at least. Yeah. Uh, but it was normal clothes for the time. She wasn't, sure. you know, um, there wasn't anything too telling about what she was wearing. She had a slip on, you know, they could see what everything that she'd been wearing. Now, here's the big thing. And this was important. And this is going to come in a lot in this story. One of her hands was missing and it was found nearby and this is why it was suggested that it was a sign of wait for it what did we say earlier black magic (laughs) (laughs) metal and shit we've got a body and a lot of clues and possible black magic we come back graffiti i don't know the taggers are coming up next 
Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we wanted to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. Nation, we want pictures of your dogs. That's just a personal request from me. But while you look for a good one, let me tell you about something near and dear to mine, Brent's hearts. Your dog's health. You may have noticed lots of dogs suffering from health issues these days. Joints, odors, it's not good. Actress Katherine Heigl noticed these issues too, and after a ton of research, there was one place she found we can look to support any dog's health. Their food. So she created Superfood Complete, food for your four-legged friend that's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet, including several superfoods vital to your dog's health. Her company, Badlands Ranch, also supports the Jason Debus Heigl Foundation, which has helped rescue thousands of dogs and place them in loving homes. Now, I know Brent has used Superfood Complete with his lovable meatballs, and they absolutely love it. He said it's easy to prepare, both his guys grow crazy for it, and he loves knowing what he's giving them is healthy and full of ingredients that are actually beneficial to his little rapscallions. You can try it for yourself by going to badlandsranch.com slash hysteria and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, 
Go to badlandsranch.com slash hysteria today. Lots of clues, Johnny. Uh, so I was gonna, Lots of I, I was gonna have Seabot when we were coming back throw throw in some uh, Black Magic Woman from Santana, uh, and then I realized that I didn't want Santana to own this program. Uh, uh, when so. I used to remember when I used to bartend at the top of the Hilton in Springfield yeah. when I worked at the bar there, it was called Jazz Central Station. One of the bands that played all the time was Black Magic Johnson, uh, <laughs> a really good uh, blues band. But yeah, what a, what a what a great and clever name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so brent before the break you were saying there were lots of clues there's a problem with it though police said they could tell from the items found basically what she had looked like and and that the problem i, I mentioned was twofold one with so many people reported missing during the second world war records were too hard to come by to get a proper identification yeah yeah they said they cross-referenced the details they had with every missing report they could get their hands on or missing persons throughout the region and they even actually went outside of there and none of them seemed to match any of the evidence that they had or or really ticked any of the boxes. Right, right. And then also we, we referenced earlier the teeth and, and, you know, there is a pretty identifiable uh, dental pattern. Uh, unfortunately, though, dentistry uh, was not quite what it is today. And and also given the war, they they talked to all the dentists across the country, but the records were were just kind of crappy back then and and you know the war didn't help and and so they couldn't they couldn't identify the body with the it's england record. so both of them oh oh getting those fucking jabs in <laughs> it's england you know dentistry ah uh, i kid <laughs> so brent this is this is sounding like a cold case yeah well you know it it sure is and just like with every cold case enter the press and the public because if anyone's going to crack it it's the press and the public throwing out. Well, I, I I say that, and now we live in a time where fucking armchair experts and podcasts are act out there cracking cases. Not you and I. <laughs> you don't you don't specifically mean Dak Shepard, do you? Uh, you know he is an armchair expert. I enjoy Did, his Dax show. Sometimes. Shepard single handedly solved the the mystery back in the nineteen forties. <laughs> he, he he went he he found her and went. Oh, I know who she is. <laughs> this in fact was black magic um but you, you to your point man it was the the investigation was was huge news the press actually gave it a name uh they started calling it the tree murder riddle which uh, uh also I'll, I'll have you know was the name of my punk ska band in high school Ugh, the mighty mighty gofos no thanks <laughs> i guess they were great or at least that's the impression that i get holy shit that was actually good. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Wow. Out of left field with a zinger. I mean, that was, that was, that was decent. Yeah, that, it actually might be working, that chip. I'm going to throw yeah. up, or at least I would if I had an esophagus. Well, I mean, he's got a couple, but they're in jars, and he doesn't want to pull them out. So, <laughs> so but enter the graffiti uh, I was talking about. It's true. Uh, that I, I was telling you guys about graffiti. So some time goes by, and we're up to 1944, so uh, not a lot has happened in the case. And then on a wall in Upper Dean Street, Birmingham, graffiti shows up stating, who put Bella in the witch elm? Then there, you know, question mark, dash, Hagley Wood. Ooh. Oh, I just started getting a clue. Really? Yeah, I'm totally getting a clue. Right. There's a, there's a clue for you. And this was not a one and done type thing. Lots of these popped up all in the same 
I, I, I don't know if you called handwriting. Is that what you call graffiti? The yeah, same style. Yeah, the same, the same person style, was doing it. You yeah. know. Um, the, and and you know it's interesting too that this is this is in Birmingham, um, which isn't that far away from where all this happened, but it's also not like right next door either. We mentioned earlier the teens are from Stourbridge, and which is right next to you know the, the Hagley Woods or the Hagley Wood, and then a little bit further away is Birmingham. That's in Alabama, um, yeah. So a little little ways away. <laughs> 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 we are Americans and therefore we think that we originated everything. Interestingly though, police did try to find the person because this was popping up all over the place and they never found the person for the graffiti. But the, the, the big takeaway from this is someone had given Jane Doe a name who put Bella in the witch elm. So we have at least a name there. And also they spelled it witch elm W I T C H uh, on a lot of them, not all of the graffiti, but a lot of them said that, which could also be a clue, a clue that it was black magic, or it could be a clue that the person is dumb. Meaning the, the original <laughs> spelling of witch elm is a W-Y-C-H, right? Yeah, yeah, and they spelled it W-I-T-C-H, but not in all of them. Some of them spelled it right, some of them spelled it wrong, as witch, but they were done by the same person. So The assumption being that when they spelled it W-I-T-C-H, they were making some sort of double entendre. Black magic. To- or they were yeah. dumb and a little drunk that night. One or the other. Shit happens. One or the other. <laughs> so that's happening. And this leads to people stepping in and giving their theories. And there are a lot of theories. So we're going to go to break real quick. We come back. We break down some, uh, including the out there one, the, the black magic one that people still say is a real possibility. And then some spy shit. And uh, not our friends, yeah, gets, but one of our from here. One of our recurring characters is going to pop in here that's coming up next on hysteria 51 this is normally where these things fall apart and uh, the rest of the show is boring but this actually gets good i i I dig these after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers if we've learned anything it's that there's always a catch so when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Well, we, we we promised you before the break that it gets good, and uh, with with some of the theories, man, it really does. Well, I, um, I thought you were going to ask me the, to sing. The, it's it's so much more than just a simple it could be so much more than just a simple murder so two years after bella's body we'll call her bella bella's body was discovered uh a woman by the name of margaret murray who is an anthropologist and archaeologist from the university college of london uh she comes out with her own theory Uh, she said that bella had been executed during an occult ceremony with right black magic Mm -hmm. uh and that her hand was removed to be used as a hand of glory. Oh, shit, man. Like <laughs> yeah, a hand of glory. I dig it. I got a hand of glory. Stop. Stop it. Oh, my God. I, I knew once you said hand of glory, he was going to go to try to chime in or something. That was pretty predictable. Yeah. Oh, man, this yeah. is fucking crazy, though. I didn't know what this was. Tell them what the fuck a hand of glory is, John. And it's not some weird shit that happened in my family's past. It is not some sort of porn thing that as Seabot was alluding to. It's a dismembered hand used by burglars as a candle. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yes, a literal candle. And they would carry it into the homes of the folks that they wished to steal from to make the inhabitants fall asleep. <laughs> you, you, you heard that yeah, right. A fucking candle. It, a magic candle. Uh, a magic candle to make people sleep. A magic sleepy time candle. I'll stick with yeah. my melatonin. I'm getting worried as to how well it seems th- this thing is working with him. Melatonin cheese muffins <laughs> for life. Mm, well, there it yeah. is. There it is. And we're back. <laughs> but uh, as crazy as this is going to sound, everyone, there's an issue with the whole no. hand of fate. Gasp. Gasp aloud. The problem is that this theory that the hand had to be cut from hand of glory from well the hand they were going to use for a hand of glory had to be cut from the body of a felon who had just been hanged at the gallows for it to work everyone fucking knows that come on i mean that's just fucking you know that's easy that's bush league shit right there so yeah bush league shit man uh, bella doesn't fit the bill so now a for effort though if they're you know, I guess if they're trying some new shit, I don't know. I don't want to be a non-believer here, but if let's just say I don't believe in black magic, man, that is a really specific set of shit just to make up. Well, right? John, black magic believes in you. So if you sever the hand of a felon who was just hanged at the gallows, not elsewhere, but just hanged at the gallows, and you sever that hand, you can then turn it into a candle, which will lightly put to sleep. Folks who wish you plan on robbing once you break into their Oh, man, I cannot keep my eyes open. (laughs) Is that a severed hand? (laughs) Go ahead and rummage through my shit. I'm going to go upstairs and take a little wink. You know, 40 40 winks up there. I can only, I just imagine... um, uh, and a, a, a somewhat elderly man walking through, uh, walking, walking through the hallway with with slippers on and like a nightgown, um, and the sleepy time cap on with that candle, and, and, uh, but and holding holding a hand of glory. <laughs> and I, I know what you're saying. Like, why would the robber? Why would the robber have a nightgown on? I don't know, but I'm just telling you what I'm imagining right now. <laughs> they they were originally going to call the fleshlight the hand of glory, but they changed it at the last minute, and I applaud them for doing so. That's a different episode. And now we're back. Mm-hmm. So here's the problem with this whole thing. Well, more the problem with Murray. So we told you 
Margaret Murray was an anthropologist, an archaeologist. Well, she was also very well known uh, by historians of her time. And now she did have a tendency to see witches everywhere or there were witches everywhere. And she was the only one woke enough to fucking let everyone know one of those two. It's correct. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, Brent, but she also uh, coined the phrase uh, witches get stitches. <laughs> uh, she wrote several books on the, the history of witchcraft in Western Europe and proposed in one that there was a secret cabal of witches that had infiltrated the highest levels of English nobility and knocked off a number of kings. What I'm getting at is shit has not changed <laughs> in a very, very, very long time. She went by the name Q Murray uh, at the time. Q Murray, I think, <laughs> is what she went by. Uh, you know, so good for her. But Murray's idea was popular from around 43 when she first started to throw it out till 53. Uh, that Bella had been killed by now not just witches, gypsies doing an occur- doing the uh, occult, occult ritual. Occult I don't know why gypsies always pop up in this, but yeah, yeah, they, they came up with that. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but also they say that they had an election around that time and that it was stolen and it was done with witchcraft. Well, you never trust anyone who's got a jar full of gypsy tears. That's what my grandpa always told me. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, but Brent, you, I, I think there was a, a key, a key date in there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was 1953 and, and there, cause another theory came out in 1953, but before it did, there was a journalist who researched the case and had their own theory that the witchcraft angle might not add up. What did he say, Brent? This cat's name was Byford Jones, but he actually wrote it under a pen name. And I don't know how to say his pen name. Questor? Q-U-A-E-S-T-O-R. Feels like there's one too many <laughs> vowels in a row. And but sometimes anyway, why. He said, as for the gypsy theory, whether the young woman is supposed to have been a gypsy who was ritualistically murdered with witchcraft or after a trial by her tribe. Well, I do not accept it. It is true that there have been gypsies for years in the area, but every crime is laid at the door of Romanis, meaning gypsies are the scapegoat for everything when you don't have anyone to blame and you're just grasping at straws. And now you said something there, John, tell us why this kind of fell out of favor in 53. Yeah, because th- there was a new theory that came out. And so this is, this is where I think it really gets good. In 1953, a reader referring to herself as Anna wrote a letter to Byford Jones and claimed that Bella was a part of a World War II era conspiracy spy ring sent by the Germans to get intel on the area's munitions factory. Yeah, and this one is very popular and still to this day. And Anna wrote that the spy ring was made up of a Dutchman, a foreign trapeze artist, and a British army officer. Odd. So is my synth band. <laughs> a Dutchman, a foreign trapeze artist, and a British army officer walk into a bar. The line has been crossed. You never step on my superior jokes. <laughs> ah, dueling peanut galleries. I think I like it. I know, yeah, right? I think. Well, back to the actual story. She said the British officer was a relative of hers and had been spying for the Germans and that Bella was a Dutch woman named Clarabella Dronkers. D-R-O-N-K-E-R-S. That is that is an abrasive word, drunkers. Yeah, uh, well, she moonlights as a tight end in the NFL. <laughs> so, so, so basically, she had known too much in the 86s. Yeah. She said the officer uh, and his friend that said trapeze artist performing at the Birmingham Hippodrome 
killed Bella and disposed of her body in Hagley Woods. Can we just stop there for a second? Shit just had cooler names back in the day. You guys want to go out at the hippodrome? Yeah. There was there. There's nothing all that special about a hippodrome. All it is is a, a like a, an old stadium mm-hmm. where they do like you know horse racing and shit like that. But it, I mean, it, it goes back to like ancient Greece. But the point is, like, we don't have stuff called hippodromes anymore. We don't have cool names. No, so- we've got the Gynalotrimen Arena and shit like that now. Because everything's named, you know, <laughs> everything's got a fucking name from some fucking product or, or company. You know, this is the insert whatever. You know, the company. best the best naming of a sports facility in the history of sports facilities is where the Arizona Cardinals are in the University of Phoenix Stadium. Think about that. University of Phoenix has always been an online institution that, you know, some some folks um, almost make fun of as like, you know, because they don't think it's not a real college or whatever. And they said, well, fuck you. We're going to go ahead and sponsor this thing. And now everyone's going to think that we like actually have some sort of team and that we have a physical location. There are so many people I know that think that the University of Phoenix is an actual uh, 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 like an institution that you can go and travel to because of the stadium. Who wants to be a sun devil when you could be a university of Phoenician or whatever the hell they call themselves. <laughs> uh, I just, I love it. I thought, I think it's, it's brilliant yeah, marketing, yeah. but anyway, uh, I digress back to the story here. The police and MI five actually looked into Anna's allegations and some of her statements. Now this is some of us classified. Some they said were verified, but the information went nowhere in the end. And eventually the case went cold. And by cold, I mean cold. 40 fucking years cold. I think going back real quick to the the fact that it was investigated by MI5. I mean, that really speaks to either a the the corroborating evidence that they were able to easily like, oh, oh, wow. What 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 Anna's saying here like really adds up. But I think it really speaks to like how um, how well thought of. Uh, that journalist was because like every quack out there has a theory about something hey, and it's not man. like the, the government or government entities look into every theory. But the fact that they looked into this one uh, uh, speaks to the, uh, uh, the, the veracity of most of the claims of that journalist. Well, kind of a uh, speaking that way, look, when we had Max Brooks on, he works for the government in think tanks where they just throw shit at him and be like, what would you do in situation? Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, I guess they still kind of do that in a way, but, it also speaks to the time we were at a world war, the second one. And this is something that kind of, you know, ticked a lot of boxes. That's a really, that's a really good point. I mean, if you had, if you hadn't said German spy, that perhaps no matter what Anna had right, claimed, right. it wouldn't be as uh, investigated as much, but German spy. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to get some people's attention. And those were the, uh, the, the people that we hadn't talked about in a while are not so much friends to keep creeping back in Nazis. Yeah. You know, yeah. I forgot to, to, to ding on that, but, I said cold for 40 years. In in 2009, we get a little upkick here. It gets interesting. Uh, the investigation was officially closed. And in doing so, as they're closing the case that was never uh, solved, they realized something. Her bones were missing. Oopsie. Oh, damn. I hate, don't you hate it when that happens? Yeah. So after Dr. Webster examined the bones in 43 he sent the remains to a friend at the University of Birmingham for some, and this is what they actually called them, unofficial tests. You can have fun figuring out what that means. Well, I'm assuming they were tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's right. <laughs> and the trail <laughs> goes cold. There are no records about what happened to the remains after that period. And we're talking about a possible 
execution uh, in aspiring and her body disappears. This just adds fuel to that fire. To the conspiracy right. fire. Tons yeah. of people said this was proof of a cover-up at the highest levels of government from back then and, and probably to this day. And it could be. But also, I think, is an important thing. Let's also not forget how terrible some people at their jobs. Case in point, CBOT. So, yeah, bones could have just been misplaced. It happens now in cases all the time. Missing evidence, missing everything, let alone yeah. 80 years ago. Now that In the middle of war-torn England. Right. Yeah. And so you think about it that way. How many times do they send off a rape kit that never gets done or flesh or, I mean, horrible things like this happen. And you don't also have the oh, mur- murder weapons going. I know DNA mm-hmm. tests. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it does get a little bit more interesting. We're not here. done with Nazis. We're not done with them yet. Not at all. Pacific Nazi enters into the frame named Yosef Jacobs or Joseph Jacobs. I don't know. Uh, one of the two is a soft J. Uh, yogging. Yeah. He, he was yogging. Anyway, uh, we mentioned MI5 earlier. A, a file was declassified by MI5 that has made many folks think that this is actually a solved case. Boom! Done! Was, solved! Yeah. <laughs> there was a, a there was this Gestapo agent um, that was interrogated named Joseph Jacobs. And uh, old, old Jojo was arrested by the Home Guard. I love that. I love a volunteer organization arrested him. Yes. <laughs> and they were they were known to protect England's coast and strategic factories during World War II. Um, it was it was it was a bunch of nine year olds because <laughs> everybody else was out at war. <laughs> anyway, um, they said that they said that he uh, the, the home guard arrested him after he parachuted into Cambridgeshire in January of 41. Yeah. Cambridgeshire, which is next to Winchesterton Fieldville. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, that, it, you find that on map <laughs> uh, in, in in that file that they declassified. There was a photo that he had on him when he was captured and Jacobs told MI5 when they interrogated him that the photo was of his lover, a German woman named Clara. I'm going to get this name wrong, but Barrell, uh, Clara Barella or Barrell. It sounds enough like Clara Bell to where people go. Oh, that's I'm not exactly yeah. how you, how, sure how you say it. And neither were they five times because fast, they said yeah. it wrong. And that's why everyone goes, oh, that's where they got Bella from. <laughs> yeah, so Jacobs Jacobs said that she was a cabaret singer and actress. Uh, the two had met at a cafe in Hamburg uh, when she was singing. Love, exciting and new. All right, all right. <laughs> calm down, Isaac. <laughs> calm down, calm down. So anyway, here we are talking about more Nazis, John. He yep, claimed yep. that Clara was recruited by senior Nazis because she spent a few years performing in the West Midlands and could speak English with a Birmingham accent. Boom. They got someone that they can use, manipulate, that can be their spy. This part of the story is funny. Uh, Clara was supposed to parachute into the Midlands after Jacobs had made, quote, radio contact. Uh, but he he said he uh, he actually doubted that she made the jump because he was arrested before he could actually make that mm-hmm. radio contact. I love, you know, I get the the train of thought. She's been to England and she can do the accent. So she makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I get that. I, I don't get the train of thought. Uh, she's a lounge singer, so she can parachute. <laughs> well, everyone can at least once. Doesn't that take some training? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Everyone can at least also once. Also interesting on, on Joseph Jacobs. Uh, this is kind of just a, a side tidbit. 
He was executed by a firing squad on August 15th of 41, the last man ever to be put to death in the Tower of London. So, oh, it is yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> well, well, it actually is kind of cool because he was a Nazi fuckhead. So it is. Yeah. 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 But that actually makes this Clara, Clara Broly, or however you say your name, uh, kind of a plausible candidate for Bella for a few reasons. Number one, Clara was born in Stuttgart in 1906, so she would have been 35 if she died in 41. So that puts her right where they had put the the age at. Also, English-speaking audiences could mishear her name. They said as Clarabella because people said it wrong and it sounded like it. And even more interestingly, if you search news articles and look for things on her career, suddenly came to an end in 1941 and she vanished. So that's a big the timing lines. Up. That's a big, uh, Ooh, but then that leaves one big question, John. It leaves a lot of, well, questions, true. But I, I know where you're going, but if, if it was her or, or someone else, how'd she end up in the tree? It, 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 that's, I mean, that's the $64,000 question. Uh, other theories are that Bella was the girlfriend of a GI and she was murdered when she became pregnant. I, I'm, I'm assuming by said GI. Right. Um, uh, or that she was a prostitute. You just got or that she was a local who died when she took shelter in the tree during an air raid. Right. And I guess she could get stuck. There's that famous dog that's in a tree went in for chasing something and died. And they cut the tree down a hundred years later and the dog skeletons inside it. Did you ever see that? No, uh, kind of a, I guess would be a similar thing. You get stuck and right, but you know, or like you said, she was kind of the whole became pro- pregnant. The, that's kind of the whole prostitute thing too. Like someone just 86 to prostitute. No matter what, we don't know. And we probably won't ever know because the case is officially closed and we don't have the body unless someone goes, aha, and they find some bones and they can do some DNA testing. There's not a lot that we're ever going to find out on this one. And yeah. the chance of people coming forward is slim. And that's assuming that the bones even exist somewhere. Right. You do believe in more of the conspiracy side of this, whether it was the Germans or, or, or the British themselves. Um, it, if there was a conspiracy, someone likely got rid of the evidence. Yeah. So we don't know if it was Clarabella Drunkers, Clara, the lounge singer or someone else, just a prostitute. Who knows? Uh, but it, someone stuffed a body or their own body into a tree and died in there. Which is mad. Maybe. <laughs> also of note, the graffiti kind of still appears. And the graffiti that was in the same handwriting uh, kept coming up until like the 70s. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it, it is. Not too surprising. People love traditions and weird shit, though. So it does make sense that people would keep doing it just because. Well, it's kind of like the uh, t- Toynbee tiles. Like, it, yeah, it could have all been the same same orchestrator, or it could have been, you know, some mimics and some copycats. Yeah. Also, and- also of note, John, you can see what she probably looked like. Finally, so this woman, Caroline Wilkinson, uh, she's a professor of craniofacial identification at Dundee University. She took all the the photographs because they don't have the bones. But she used photographs taken of the time, and they have a ton of those showing the of the yeah, bones. And she did a facial reconstruction off of it, uh, and you can see the face. And I'll have links to that in our show notes. Uh, very distinct look, especially with her teeth. She had kind of bucked teeth, and ones turned to the side in the front. Uh, she was a very 
you would you wouldn't miss her you know what i'm saying or she's yeah, pronounced yeah. looks i guess i would say so it is kind of surprising uh that someone hasn't seen that and said oh i knew her but uh, uh so so brent this le- there, i have like so many questions uh not and it's not just who killed her and who stuffed her in there but like for instance it was such like when you read when you do the research they, they make such a big deal of the hand missing and then being found and but then it's not like not mentioned again. But it, so what I mean is, let's say she was a German spy. What's the what's the missing hand about? Who, who like and why was it left there? Uh, so I did read one place that said if she was a spy, they might have tortured her and cut her hand off, mm. and then when getting rid of it, you know, shoved it in the top of the tree and it blew out or dropped it and thought, man, who cares? Uh, that was some of the hubbub chatter that I read. As a possibility, it, just, it makes me wonder if, if uh, um, oh, to use a bad analogy, you know, don't look at what this hand's doing while this hand <laughs> does this. Like, like people are getting sidetracked by the hand, and like, couldn't it have just been like woodland creatures that you know, kind of uh, uh, that severed it, and it just wound up, uh, you know, a few feet. I away? think it would have been better to find out if it looked like it just came off or if it had been cut. Um, yeah, that, that's, I didn't. I did not see that anywhere. Whether it was like sliced, you're right. You're and right. I don't know that they had that in the. It wasn't in the report. Uh, so I, so that's weird. Right. And then some other, some other just things that go along with it, like, you know, inside the hollow of the tree had to have been warm when put in. So one also could wonder if she was still alive when put in because we don't know. And, and so that goes back to the idea that, uh, it was a, a woman, uh, maybe hiding from an air raid and just kind of innocent. I'm going to hide in here and then die. But then that begs the question, why was the why was the silk scarf or whatever it was in her in her mouth? I was just going to say she's hiding from the air raid. I might chew on this taffeta <laughs> like I, you know, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I, I it and if she was a German spy um, and they and, and and and, you know, the who killed her? Like, like, were, did British folks kill her or were, did their own her own people kill her because she like and, and like we're just hiding the body? Yeah. If you would have thought if if they had done this when they started investigating it. Someone would have said, eh, let's just let this one slide. And it would have kind of yeah, been put yeah. under the, you know, shoved under the rug, so to speak, instead of uh, out in the open. And then going back to the original witchcraft idea, it, we cannot look at even our own country's history, much less uh, across the pond, and not say that there haven't been times where people find someone doing something and go, witch, witch, Burn her! Salem. she mops left handed. Burn her. Yeah. <laughs> right, Light exactly. Them. And so, uh, you know, what, what do we do with witches? I don't know. Cut off their hand and throw them in a tree. Sounds good. Let's go. And, and you know, just a, the victim of, of basically torches and pitchforks. Man, it all seems possible to me. There, most of the time when we get done with these things, I have a somewhat firm opinion, maybe loosely held, but, you know, <laughs> um, I don't have one here. I, honestly, I couldn't even make a bet as to what, what actually got her. Yeah, because it, it could have just easily been the spy thing as it could have been a horrible accident. A horrible accident. And, yeah, and that's, that's right. the only thing everyone has here is just opinions and conjecture. Um, but that's why it's, in, you know, it's still kicking around because we don't have a definitive. That's, yeah, that's why, we, that's why it's getting done on this podcast 80 years There later. is an opinion that we would like to hear, though. Your guys' opinion. How can they tell us, John? 
That is right. We want you to go to our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation, and let us know what you think actually happened. All you have to do is log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Also, while you're on Facebook, go to Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That is our regular Facebook page, Patreon, Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can get up all nights and Mad Blur Hysterias, and you can hear John sing or rap. Rap! Yep, that's on there. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think rap's probably more, more. Yeah, and I'm not but, joking. Um, and it's, I, 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 I would just say, well, hear me kill regulators. It, you know? I think that's a mound up. Say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a clear black night. Uh, I'm, I'm not it's on there. It. It's on there. You can find it. Voicemail. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can hear 18 year old me. You can do, do your own version. Seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. Again, seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. Keep them coming in. Keep them under a minute. We'll love you if you do. Otherwise, we're getting some. Yeah. There's several seven, eight, nine minute ones. We're not playing those. Yeah, they, those have not made no. it to air. Uh, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play some again soon. So uh, so keep yep. going. Uh, forget any of this. Go to one place, hysteria51.com. Uh, tweet to us at hysteria51pod. You can tweet to him. He's at gofolite one g o f o l i t e one. I am at the Brent Hand because I am the Brent Hand. Tell a friend, and they tell two friends, and they tell their friends, and so on. And so on, and so on. You know how these things go. That's exactly <laughs> what we want. Exactly. And uh, uh, oh, by the way, Brent, we should share. Um, you meant you, you reminded me of it. You mentioned Max Brooks earlier. Uh, keeping our theme going of authors we really like. In a little more than a month, we're going to have another author on the show that's pretty well known. Uh, we've talked about him on the show before. We bust out the Ouija board, and we got Doctor Seuss. At least he said he was Doctor <laughs> Seuss. So we're gonna. We're going to play that interaction, and I'm excited. <laughs> Not the one I was referencing, oh. but that'll be fun as well. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to have Jonathan Mayberry on. So we've we've talked numerous t- times on this show about book series we like. You know, Brent, you've referenced that you're a big Jack Reacher fan, and you've read all those books. Um, the series, a series that I've read uh, every book cover to cover, is the Joe Ledger series by Jonathan Mayberry, and he's also done a lot of he's done comic book stuff. He's done a a zombie series called Rotten Ruin. Uh, really well-known dude. He's got a, 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 one of his, one of his series is actually a show on Netflix. Now new Joe Ledger book coming out in July. Jonathan is going to join the program and talk about it. You just wanted a free copy of the book, John. Come on now. I will never, never deny that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going to be awesome. And he does a lot of stuff. Like you said, zombies and weird occult stuff and v wars that's it the uh uh net the netflix show v wars of vampires yeah yeah so very much in our wheelhouse i did get one this week ugh fucking historia 51 sad face frowny face message uh because of mad jack from last week so that's fun not as bad as i called it not nearly as bad as Robert Smalls. Yeah, yeah. The, the the pushback for Mad Jack was was there, but not as severe. So we're we're getting our Historia fifty one cred, is what I'm getting at, John. And uh, yeah, I got to let you go because I'm getting sleepy, and it smells like burning flesh in here. I'm not quite sure what's going on. I need to go check that out. <laughs> so, C-bot. so with that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been conspiracy butt. Fall asleep, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it?
Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria 